What's up, everyone, and welcome to Through the Veil, episode number 34. I'm your host, Alex Nelson, and on today's episode, I have my friend, Annette De La Rosa, and this is a really, really beautiful episode. She is a life coach, a business coach, and also is the co-founder of a coaching platform called Cohere that I've found really, really helpful and useful. If you enjoy this episode, please consider sharing with a friend. As always, the best way for you to support the show is to help get the word out about the show. You can also leave a review on iTunes if that speaks to you. And of course, you can go check out my website, www.throughtheveil.co, if you want to book any coaching or uh, sign up for any of my programs that are available on there. I also will have a link in the description for some offers around Cohere, the platform, if you are a coach listening to this and you're looking for that landing home for all of your coaching needs for your clients. I found this to be a really, really useful platform. So you can check that out in the description. You can find all the links to both my socials and Annette's socials on the description of this podcast. I highly recommend going and giving Annette a follow. She posts some really, really quality content on IG especially. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and just jump right on into this episode. So Annette, welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast. I'm excited to have you here today. Um, If you can give the audience a little intro of yourself, kind of who you are, what you do, um, and then we'll jump in from there. Sounds perfect. Thank you for having me on, Alex. I'm super pumped to be here and to chat with your incredible community. So my name is Annette. I actually recently changed my last name. So I don't know if to say my name's Annette De La Rosa, my name's Annette Aron. Maybe it's Annette De La Rosa Aran. So there you go. That's my name. Um, I am a life and business coach and also the co-founder of a software company for coaches called Cohere, which is an all-in-one platform that allows coaches to sell, deliver, and scale their services in one place. And I, in my coaching business, I'm really committed to supporting others in stepping into their ideal business, creating their dream life, and really just up-leveling their lives in, in every area. Love it. So coaching is a topic that's near and dear to my heart and something I find endlessly interesting because everyone has their own strategies, techniques, tactics, whatever you want to call them. Um, I'm curious to hear a little bit about how you got into coaching and kind of like what the path was for you to first realize like, oh, I want to be of service to other people in this specific way. Oh, I love that question. And for me, it wasn't something that I consciously knew that I wanted to be a coach, but ever since I was little, I remember just really knowing that I wanted to do something purposeful in life that helped people. That was my main intention. I was like, I want to help people. I want to be able to travel the world whenever I want, and I want to do something that's fun. So those were my three kind of top things that I really wanted in my career to bring me. And so uh, growing up, I I really kind of noticed that I had a desire to really support other women. And I was really always kind of that friend in the group that people came to and like asked me questions, advice and all of this. So when I graduated college, I actually went to college for hotel management, which is completely random. But when I graduated college, I started diving into fitness. And fitness was a beautiful bridge for me for transformation as it is for many people. And so I started noticing that through my fitness journey, I was becoming a better person from the inside out. I was really kind of setting goals. I was achieving my goals. I was really kind of on this path of transformation and goal achievement. And so a lot of people started coming to me for fitness. And that is how my coaching career, so to speak, started is I actually started coaching other individuals on how to effectively run a half marathon, really random niche. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I got certified as a personal trainer. I started training other women, men as well, in the beginning of my personal training coaching. 
And from there, it, it, it evolved over time. And eventually I realized that, you know, we're so much more than our bodies. And I knew I wanted to go deeper than just the physical shell. And I started coaching women on how to attain confidence. And that grew to also them stepping into their ideal careers. So I kind of became like a purpose coach. That's what I called myself back then. That was my niche. And eventually those, a lot of my clients, I started realizing a lot of people who want to step in their purpose may find that what they feel their purpose is doesn't necessarily exist. So they want to create it. And so that's where the business coaching portion came in, where I really support others in knowing what their purpose is, but also creating what that purpose is and bringing it to life through a business. Love that. And I'm smiling the whole way through because I started out personal training people and that was sort of my first foray into like even just the concept I think what, what it did for me personally it was like oh I can work at something and improve interesting I wonder where else in my life I can do this okay probably a lot of other places uh, so <laughs> giggling through that whole part <laughs> it's such um, a beautiful bridge and I always tell people that like fitness is such a powerful bridge towards transformation yeah, and it's really like fitness is beautiful in a way because it's so uh, it's very for most people, there are some exceptions for most people. It's very linear, like you're putting in this amount of effort. And if you're consistent over three months, you'll see this type of result. And then six months, you'll see this result. And, you know, business, of course, can be a little bit less linear at times. So it could be more frustrating in that way. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm curious to hear uh, from your story, then as you're helping now people kind of discover their passion, but also to like tactically make it work. Cause this is something I see all the time is people have this like pie in the sky dream of like, oh my God, so what I want to do is this. And then the question is like, how does that translate into you supporting yourself? So what are some of the common things you see that people are perhaps missing or people are just, you know, they're the first steps for them to take to really start to drill down and take that vision and like make it a reality. That is a great question. And I just want to kind of bring it a step before then, because I find that a lot of clients or a lot of people in general lack clarity. And when people lack clarity on what their purpose or their vision is, I usually call BS on it because I really feel that lacking clarity is really just self-doubt, right? It's like deep down, we really know the things that we would love to explore and dive into, but we may have some fear getting in the way and we may be scared to even claim it. So that's where I really start with people is like really getting clear and owning what you want and owning what you desire. And so that comes with a lot of mindset work and all of that stuff. So once all of that is clear, now you have this beautiful foundation for actually creating and stepping into your vision. And so some of the first steps for, for my ideal clients, I, I really support them in creating a community and really being centered on service before what's in it for me, you know, like really centered in, okay, who are you helping and how can you start helping those people now before you expect this all to just make you money overnight, right? And so service is really at the heart of it. And what I really love is in this day and age of social media, it is so easy to provide value. And if there's anybody who's listening to this and who's saying, well, I don't have a following yet, you're going to gain a following through providing value to people in these realms, podcasting, social, you know, Instagram, whatever medium you love. And that's another thing, exploring what medium you love. If you love to speak to others, then podcasting is going to come really easily to you, right? It's just a conversation. Or if you love to be on video, think about how powerful it would be to be on YouTube. So really explore the medium that you love, build a community, add value to people. And that is also going to give you feedback on what areas you really do want to support others in. And from there, once you have a powerful base, it doesn't mean you have to have thousands of followers, but you have already started to implement your vision. Now you can create an offer that is really irresistible to your ideal audience. And from there, you already have the people who you've been nurturing, adding value to. So they're only going to be gravitated towards that offer because you created it for them. You didn't create it for you. You created it for them. Yeah, that's such a key component is created for them. <clears throat> and oftentimes we can get, I have been, 
at many points in my life stuck in the loop of like here's what I want to make which is great you want to also have that component but that extra step of like what would best serve the people that I'm trying to serve like if my goal is for them to be their best self what way can I synergize what I want with what they could actually use um yeah, it's super interesting the things you said there because I think uh, that clarity piece is so true that people come in and even enter a coaching relationship with me and at a minimum, like I've never found a person that doesn't know at least the next step they need to take. They at least have like, well, this thing has kind of always drawn my attention and I'm a little interested in it, but I'm scared because I don't know if I'll be good at pottery or whatever. And exactly. It's, a, it's important to just do that mindset work to give yourself the permission to explore because I mean, what every person I've ever talked to has found is your vision will transform over time, but it doesn't start transforming until you get in. So you gotta get in and it's super, super important. So what do you, uh, it's a little bit of a left turn here, but kind of a problem I find often and something you may have experience with is people who have the vision for what they want their business to be and they're working a nine to five and they are at this point where they feel like, well, should I just quit my nine to five and should I jump all in? Should I start to work on the business first? And what do you, cause a lot of people are stuck in that place where they're like, well, I know the thing I really want to be doing, but I'm like, I have kids maybe, I'm, how am I going to get out of what I have? to service my actual vision, the thing I'm dreaming of. So just generalize, how do you walk someone through that process where they have that uh, sort of ball and chain to the job and they feel that obligation, but they also know the thing they wanna do and they wanna start working on it. Wow, such a great question. And I think this can go many ways and it all depends on somebody's unique situation because I'll just share my personal experience as it was for me is that I noticed that when I had that corporate job, you know, most of us start there, we think that that's going to be the key to unlock all the success that we dreamed of, right? So I had this corporate job and I knew deep down that was not it, like right at the start, I just knew it. And so for me, it was really about me not stepping into my vision because of fear, because of self-doubt, because of quote unquote, not being able to support myself through my vision. And what happened as a result is you know, when you ask the universe for something, the universe is going to be like, okay, this is what you want. Here you go. So I actually went through a lot of, I won't even get into the full story, but long story short, I almost went blind and I was put in a situation in my life where for three months I had to quit my job. I had to move out of the city I was living in, which was Vancouver. And I was forced to start my business. And so what I took from that is that I really could have done it all along, but it really was that fear of not being able to support myself that I had to work through. Because once I was put in this situation where I had no other choice, I made it happen, right? So that can apply to a lot of people. And if you're listening and if this resonates and if you got some goosebumps, just trust yourself and trust in the way that life is always supporting you. We cannot possibly know how we're going to be supported unless we give it a shot, unless we actually go all in. So I'm all about going all in. However, I also, there are some clients and there are some people who are in a situation where others depend on you, right? Maybe you have a family to feed. Maybe you have, you know, a, a bunch of debt, whatever it is that is going on. If that is the case and you physically, and it would be very irresponsible to just quit your job and go all in. What I really recommend is creating a game plan, of course, but also giving yourself a date where no matter what, you are going all in on your vision. While you're doing that, I also really recommend that we, we do work through the mindset of, I'm not gonna work a job and hate it every single day because that's not serving you. That's not gonna serve your vision either. So work through, loving what this job is bringing you right now. Maybe it's bringing you financial security. Maybe it's bringing your kids food on the table and really get grateful and open-hearted about what this opportunity 
is bringing your in you in your life. Because what I notice is often when we know our vision and, and maybe our corporate job isn't really fulfilling that vision, we sort of tend to like just carry this weight on our shoulders every single day going into work, right? When it's like, well, that's not serving our vision or anybody at this work anyway. So let's just change our mindset around that. Let's focus on going into your job every single day, being grateful and also seeing the opportunity that you have in your off hours to, to work on your vision and create a game plan and give yourself a deadline. Give yourself a deadline. If, if I do not you know, make this much in my side hustle, we'll just call it that for now, by this date, I'm going all in anyway. I am going all in anyway. And by doing that, you are sending signals to the universe saying that you're truly all in right? When we're not all in and when we're kind of half in, half out, fearful, the universe is going to be like, cool, I'm going to keep you at the safe job because I, you, you can't you even, you know, like you can't even pass this lesson right now. Let's pass this lesson first. Let's be grateful here. And then you can move on to your vision. So that there's purpose in everything. And we just have to be grateful for it while we're working on that vision and have a deadline. That's really what I believe, but I am a, a very all in kind of person. And so I, I understand that some people tend to need a little bit more of that safety. And so honor yourself, honor what you feel is true for you, but definitely enjoy your current experience, whatever that is. It's always bringing you something good. I love that. That's so many pieces I want to touch on there that uh, <laughs> cracked me up. I was literally thinking in my head, I was like, as you're beginning to share, I was like, I think the next thing I'll ask her is like, what's one of the most difficult experiences that has ever happened to her? And then you like two seconds later started to share like, oh, that would probably be one of them, I'm sure. Um, so for what that's worth, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, it's so, I love the nuance there in the strategy because I think it's so important. And the sort of black or white thinking can be really difficult for people because they hear the like, burn the ships, jump in. And it's like, yeah, for some people. and you do have to get to that point where you've really addressed the fears. Cause I went through this process myself. Um, I had a very secure job. I was general manager of a manufacturing company and I had to go and look at myself and go, okay, if I quit today to work on my vision, what would actually happen? Like, what are the true negatives that would happen? And what I realized was like, I mean, fuck, I guess absolute worst case scenario, maybe I'd have to work at like McDonald's for a year. And really the thing that hurts about that is my ego, not actually the circumstances of my life. So I had to get realistic for like, okay, I would be okay. I'm not going to die because of this decision. So that reframes it. And just having that choice of when to engage with your vision and to have that gratitude, because something I would often have in the practice of that job where there was, you know, a bunch of people who are challenging, let's say, <laughs> is okay, I'm grateful for the opportunity to practice patience. I'm yeah. grateful for the opportunity to practice being a better version of myself. This will serve me in other areas, even if I don't find the people palatable in this moment, this is opportunities for me to practice. So even just to the person that's stuck in that job where they're like, yeah, that's easy for y'all to say, but I have the worst boss in the world. It's like, awesome. Well, first you're learning what you don't ever want again. So that's great. You're getting a negative set point to navigate away from. And also you are getting the opportunity to practice patience. Like, great. Totally. So many lessons being presented to us all the time. And I really want to touch really quickly on the importance of honoring what is. Yes, you can change your life. Yes, I'm all about that. You know, don't do the things you don't love forever. But in the moment, whatever is presenting itself, how can you meet it with love? How can you meet it with acceptance? How can you meet it with gratitude? From that place, you just start shifting and things start shifting in your reality faster. And so, as you mentioned, Alex, it's like in that moment, you had an opportunity to be like, am I going to just judge this situation and hate my experience every day that I'm coming into work? Or am I going to see how this is serving me? Right? Total game changer. And the answer is sometimes I was still judging and hating it. But yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes but, you get the struggles real. And then and then meditating in the morning, being like, I welcome more gratitude and peace. I'm zen, I'm zen. Come on, come on. Oh, fuck that one guy. Again? Really? All right. That's fine. That's okay. Exactly. <laughs> that is awesome.
that's the truth. That's like the human experience right, right. there. None of us are perfect. Um, yeah, so then diving into just what you think are the main things that you see that hold people back from that vision? You know, we talked a little bit about that sort of fear, but what have you noticed in your experience that is like some of these roots, obviously it's gonna be a little bit different for everyone, but some of the main roots you see that hold people back from pursuing the thing that they know at their core is their thing. Yeah, I think there is a lot to be said about like worth and just not believing in yourself. I think that is really at the root of everything. So when you, if, if you really want to, you know, quantum leap, do that deeper inner work to claim your worth and know that you're inherently worthy and don't just know it on a mental level, but experience it as Alex, you know, does in his work. It's like really getting down to that place where you are releasing a lot of these sandbags, as Alex said on his last episode, right? Releasing a lot of these sandbags so that you can elevate a lot easier, right? That's going to help you. And also just believing in yourself. If you don't have self-belief, everything is impossible, right? I heard this recently and it was really powerful where it's like basically worrying and having fear is like negative goal setting, right? It's like literally you're telling the universe, <laughs> I do not want this. I cannot do this. So please don't, please don't give it to me. So instead you have an option every single day and it is an everyday practice to be like, I am going to claim that I deserve this. I am going to claim that I can. I am going to even move one step further today. And that's, that brings me to the next thing where it's like, don't try to look at step 100 and think that you can just quantum leap to step 100 if you haven't even stepped into step one, right? So, and that really helped me in my experience. I just kind of to give everybody some background, I used to have a lot of self-worth issues growing up, like many of us kind of carry through our childhood. And I didn't realize that I did because I wasn't aware of them when I was growing up, but I noticed that I would be one of those people who had a million ideas. I had the vision. I had all of this that like I wanted to do, but I would never actually start. I would jump from idea to idea because that felt safe. That felt like, oh, well, I'm being creative, but I wasn't actually stepping into it. And it wasn't until I personally hired a life coach when she helped me really ground all of those ideas, prioritize them and say, okay, if you had to choose one of those ideas to go after the next three to six months, which one would it be? And I had to choose and we broke down that goal and we, we created milestones and we left room for errors. We left room for, hey, there's gonna be some flexibility on steps here, but this is the goal. I got clarity. I created an action plan. And all I had to focus on was one step at a time, check in with her. And before I knew it, it was six months and I had already you know, hosted my first event and, and done the things that I wanted to do all because I claimed what I wanted, I got really clear and I created an action plan and, and followed through with some accountability. So those things right there can just make a huge difference. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's funny how I find, I found in my life at many points, I will generate so many ideas and it's almost like I'm sourcing my self-worth on my ability to generate the ideas because it's a really easy, this might be hurtful for some people to hear, but this what it is. It's a really easy, lazy way to source your self-worth. Like, oh, I just generate all these ideas. I don't have to do any actual work or ever put myself at risk of failure because wow, I'm so creative. And I've caught myself in that loop many times where it's like, if I don't get into the arena, how do I expect anything to happen? And I don't, put myself forward to have the chance of failing, I'm not gonna succeed either. And this is a pattern I see a lot in people I coach where they will always, they're always leaving a little bit back, they're holding a little bit back and they're giving that 70% effort so that they can tell themselves the story that if they gave 100%, they would have succeeded. And so it's another way that that fear of failure and that self-worth comes in because we base our self-worth off of like 
only being successful or only killing it all the time. And so we don't ever push all our chips in and go like, all right, I'm really going to go for this. And that's where working on that mindset first is so wise because you need to get to the place where you can go, what I succeed or fail at has nothing to do with my inherent worth as a human. Like my soul, whatever it is, exists and that's enough based off of nothing else, just based off of that. And I, uh, I had a recorded a self-guided meditation and it's a really powerful practice for those that are listening. You know, you can just download a free app like Audacity. You can record uh, your own voice guiding yourself through something you're struggling with. And then you can add in some binaural beats, which really like supercharges the practice. And uh, one of the things I said to myself in there that I was listening to this morning, I was like, shit, that was, that was smart. Good work past Alex <laughs> was when we take aligned action with our heart open, the universe conspires in our favor. And the important pieces of that, why it was landing so much for me is like, it's aligned, but it's also action. It's not one or the other. It's not like, well, I'm just aligned. I know exactly what my vision is, but I'm not doing shit about it. It's aligned action. And the heart open piece is operating from a place where you are not fearful, but rather you are just open to what comes. It's just all feedback. Like you may get news that your idea was really bad and that's great. Now you don't have to work longer on that idea. You don't have to spend 10 years thinking about it. You spent one year and then you started and it didn't work so you can move on. Um, yeah. Oh, you had aligned action piece is so key. And I was just thinking of this the other day, cause I was talking with a client and you know, this client, um, I won't get into too many details, but she loves to do personal development work. And she does a lot of, takes a lot of different courses. And I value that so much in her as she values in herself, she really values learning. And there came a point in the conversation where I said, okay, now all of this, you need to take some time to integrate it. Take some time to implement what you've learned. You really want to start this business before you take a new course. Let's really just implement this. And that is the work for her right now. It's not in learning more because she already knows a lot. It is in implementing and taking aligned action to actually bring her vision to life because another course isn't going to do that for her, right? She has to now put in the work. It's kind of like expecting to go to the gym and expecting results without actually working for them. You're just standing at the gym. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. Maybe you're taking some selfies. That's what it's like to take all these courses, but not implement them. <laughs> you know, you need to actually work hard and eat healthy and then you're going to see results, right? So it's the same thing with business. It's like there comes, I'm all about learning and I'm not telling anybody here to not constantly learn, but I am saying, if you notice a pattern of wanting to take all these courses on and all these experiences, but you're not integrating, I would really look at that and really give yourself the space to practice taking aligned action. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm again, smiling because that's both been me in the past. And also I see it in clients often, um, especially with things like mushroom journeys. It's such a critical component of it is like, and you can think about this in anything in your life. If you imagine you have your higher self who is just floating slightly above you, like kind of cheering you on. When you go into these experiences, whether it's coaching, whether it's a psilocybin journey, whether it's whatever modality breath work, you are getting a spotlight on different parts of yourself that you are unaware of. Now, it doesn't do the work for you. You just get to become aware of things you weren't aware of before. And the way you show respect to whether it's your coach or the mushroom journey or your higher self is to take the things you've learned and make them work in your life. And it's something I see relatively often. Someone will come back to a journey, like maybe a couple months later after they've just sat with me and I'll ask like, hey, so that stuff that came up last time, how is that going in your life? And they'll go, well, mm, yeah. And I'm like, this isn't a magic eight ball. Like, exactly. just gonna tell you the same thing. If you get a new coach, cause the old one was telling you you need to take action. 
the new one's going to eventually tell you you need to take action too. So save yourself the time. Do the integration work. It's really important. Yeah. And in that integration work, that is where it gets uncomfortable. And we have to really, uh, I want to just touch on that because be, the name aligned action, I love it and I use it as well in my business. But sometimes people think aligned means it has to always feel good. Absolutely not. It could be aligned because you know exactly where you're going. You know exactly what your vision is. That is alignment. The road to get to your goal isn't always going to feel aligned. It's not always going to feel comfortable. It can be aligned with discomfort, right? And so I really want everybody to know that because sometimes people can think alignment means it has to be this like straight path where there's no resistance there's no fear there's no crying on the floor you know like on a random wednesday like there is all of that on the journey towards your aligned vision and i think the more we talk about that and the more we bring acceptance to it the easier it could be for everybody, because I promise you, it doesn't matter how many different goals I've gone after. I still feel resistance when I'm doing something brand new. I still, you know, experience all of the emotions day to day, doubting myself. I do. And I just know now that it's not the real me. It's not my soul. It is my ego trying to keep me safe. And I work through it every single day. And I know that it's part of this journey of our soul is to learn all these different lessons along the way. And if we're not growing, we're not learning. And so we're just staying stagnant. And so it's just, it comes with the package of going after your vision is learning to get really comfortable with the discomfort of all the things that come up along the way. Absolutely. I love that. And it's a, it's so important to really familiarize people with that because it, and oftentimes, if it's someone's first cycle through this process, it actually may, not always, but may get much, much worse emotionally, physically, spiritually. Like this is the idea of a dark night of the soul. Like you dive into your shit and there's a lot in there because you haven't worked on any of it. But just knowing that like you get through that cycle and you survive and then you've set something in your mind that, hey, Last time I did that uncomfortable thing, I made it through. And it, it, it maybe it kind of sucked. Maybe I didn't want to do it. But once I did it, and it starts to reorient you as my worth or who I am is based off of taking the action that I know is in alignment, not based off of the result, just off taking the action. Like that's the orientation. And it, it's helpful to hear because I think people come into any type of work really and there's this weird expectation that we place on ourselves i don't even know where this comes from it'd be interesting to like trace back throughout history but it's a weird expectation that we should be good at something the first time we do it oh yeah it's ingrained in all of us it's like oh we're not good at this that means that you know we, we shouldn't dive in because we're going to get rejected and i mean it's it's really survival right it's it comes back to, if I'm not good at this, are people going to love me? Are people going to still be here for me? It really comes back to all of that. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear if you want to share what, what was really in your life, the most transformative experience or transformative period of time and sort of what made it so impactful to you and kind of the, the, gist of the question is that people oftentimes there's a there's a pattern to transformation and there's some key set pieces that come in and it's really helpful for people to have that orientation from someone who's like doing as well as you are that okay here's what I went through to get to where I am so what were those moments or moment in your life what a beautiful question, Alex. Thank you. And recently I've gone back and I've realized that every five years, I don't want to necessarily make this, turn this into a belief, but every five years I've noticed this coincidence where I go through something really intense every five years. So maybe this resonates with somebody I was looking and I'm like, literally every single five years, something intense happens, but it's all good, right? We learn through these experiences. So the one that I would love to touch on was the last five year period, which was actually 2016. 
So 2016 was one of the hardest years in my life, and it was definitely a dark night of the soul. And I just want to touch on it briefly, and I, I really want to highlight the learning lessons from it. But basically what happened in 2016 is I was still in fitness. I was actually already aware that I did not want to be in fitness anymore. I noticed that there was a lot of toxic tendencies in my daily rituals where I was just obsessive about my body. I, I didn't really have a life. I was just all just focused on the way I looked, what I ate. And I was conscious of this, but I was doing this for the achievement, for the goal, for everybody else, basically. Right. And so at that same time in my life, I was also in a really toxic relationship. And so everything came crashing down at the summer of 2016, where I basically went through a really bad thyroid rebound and I gained over 40 pounds in one month, you guys. And I, I'm a pretty small human. 40 pounds on me was just, that was already a dark night of the soul, right? And I was like, great, I can no longer identify as my body. Thank you, universe, for that lesson. I can no longer identify as my body. I knew I no longer wanted to be known, you know, and it sounds really egotistical, but be known for my body because that's what I had built my brand around. And at the same time, I find out this, you know, man that I was dating at the time, I found out that he was just having a bunch of affairs, like not even just one, but a oh. lot of them. <laughs> and so I laugh about it now because I can perfectly see how the universe was like, Hey, Annette, you're not on the right track here. And we're going to make sure that everything comes crashing down so you can get on the right track. And so all of that happened at once, of course, so much depression, so much identity work. Who am I? You know, I'm not loved. All my worth things came back up and I was faced with basically a choice of spending the next year. I made a choice to just spend the next year by myself. And I, of course I had friends and things like that, but I wasn't going to date. I was just really going to focus on coming back to my spiritual essence and coming back to who I really am and what I really want to do in this life and just really restructuring my life. And I'm so grateful for that because had all of that not happened in the way that it did, I doubt that I would have had the strength in that moment to completely switch paths just because, right. I had to have that experience to basically like bring me to the right track. And so I spent a whole year just doing self-work. I started meditating. I started to travel by myself. That was such a powerful experience for everybody listening. Like as a female who had depended a lot on like other men, just being able to like go travel by myself, make my own money, like just everything that I was clinged on to in my past self. I just basically had to shed and I'm getting goosebumps. Like it was so powerful for me. And I got to a place. So literally about eight months later, just me dating myself and me focusing on getting healthy again, but not, not in an extremist way, quitting the scale, like mm -hmm. measuring my food, all the, the really kind of intense patterns that I was into in fitness, all of that. I, I got to a point where I was like, I'm in this place where I have no idea what's next. And I'm totally okay with that. And I was just in full trust. And, and that to me is a sign of like, when you are aligned, you're just, you're in trust, you, you're surrendered, like, the, you know, the universe has your back. And I was in that place. This was April, 2017. I remember going to Mexico with my family and just being like, wow, I like feel like this year was really powerful for me. And, you know, all of this happened for me. And then a few months later, I actually ended up meeting my now husband. This was like three months after that. And to me, that was just, it was a reflection of the beautiful inner work that I had done the past year of like, I am now attracting somebody who, and I'm going to get like teary eyed, but you know, I'm attracting this incredible man, like who has his shit together, who's conscious, who like literally will not even like ever lie you know like it's just it was really a beautiful experience for me to be like wow all of that like it was just a reflection of my inner work and the way I was showing up for myself in my life and so that's a, a really great story that I like to share and from there 
I actually um, started working with his mom. When I started dating him, I was like, oh, of course his mom's a life coach. And, you know, I started working with his mom, who's a life coach. And she really helped me just implement everything that I had learned the past year and set new goals and create a vision. And as I mentioned earlier, take action on it. And what happened as a result that next year is just, you know, I, I created my own event. I started my life coaching business. I had my biggest year following that, like all of the things that happened as a result of the inner work came forth only because I was willing to spend that eight months by myself diving deep first. Mm. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. It's uh thank you for listening. It's such a, and I see this so often, but it's like, you had to become the person who was ready for your husband. Because if you had met him a year earlier, let's say, it wouldn't have worked. Like whether the spark just wouldn't be there or he would have been like, mm, no, I think I'm good. Like whatever would have been the discord in it. And so I think it's helpful for people to know that, that are really seeking and striving to like find the partner. It's like, find you the partner will arrive. Yes, you have to take some action. You can't just sit at home the whole time, but like the partner will arrive. Um, and I was going to giggling as well, because I think I'm this way where a mantra I've been using lately has been, may the universe, may I become more and more attuned to the needs and wants of the universe so that I don't need it to sledgehammer my lessons into my head. <laughs> Over so and over funny. again, I have this experience where I'm like, I just got a thick skull, I guess, and the universe needs to like make everything crash for me to be like, oh, I see inner work. Good. Thank you, universe. Yeah, totally. It's like, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's like, we don't want to always have to create those or co-create with the universe those experiences that really break us in order to recreate us we want to really make sure that we are staying aligned and on the right path so we don't have to experience as many of those yeah absolutely it's a, a work in progress for me at least <laughs> I, I love that i love that and i want to just say really quickly too that that point in my life i remember so clearly that i was so unattached as i had mentioned i really want to highlight this because so many women come to me and they ask me, or even men, you know, how do I attract my ideal partner? And I always let them know, like, just fall in love with yourself and don't be like, just know that you are the love that you're seeking. Like you are it. Right. And I actually had this really powerful realization during my first mushroom journey. And I'm going to totally touch on it here because I know this, this is your thing, Alex, that when I did my first mushroom journey, I remember experiencing the love that I am and just experiencing that our heart is the portal to higher intelligence and how we basically manifest is being that love, right? And I just, I'm doing this because I even drew a picture of this like open heart. And so I want to remind everyone, like you are that love and you hear that all the time, but I want you to experience it. Evoke that love in yourself. And then from there, yes, take the aligned action. Like I was totally on Bumble and I will be honest, I was just more in a place where I was like, I'm so unattached. I'm going to move to Toronto. I was living in Phoenix at the time. And I was like, I'm going to move to Toronto. Like I want to start dating just for fun. I want to like meet cool people and go on fun dates. And that's it. I'm moving soon. Right. And then of course, date number three, there's my wonderful husband. <laughs> so you have to take those aligned action steps, like put yourself out there but be also like unattached. If the person is not the one, like who cares? Somebody out there is, right? Yeah. And even if in this lifetime, you don't meet the quote unquote one, just know that you are, you are it. You are it, Absolutely. that's it. <laughs> I asked this of a, a client the other day and it, it's an important reflection to see how attached you are or are not. But it's that question of like, if your partner was to, and sad to think about, but like if your partner was to leave tomorrow, let's say they just stop and go, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. What would change in your inner emotional opinion of yourself? And I say opinion, like, of course you'll be sad. Like that's a part of the human experience. You don't want to spiritually bypass, but your opinion of yourself 
should change not theoretically like it should be just rock steady like sad i wanted that person in my life they're not there anymore but i'm still a badass like i will find the person so that it's like a reflection for people who are either in a relationship currently or who have been in those relationships in the past to think about is like if the answer is i would feel like i'm worthless if they left there's Mm -hmm. there's still some work there to be done and doing that work will bring that right partner in that is powerful alex and even if you're single right asking yourself what am i making this mean like you just ask yourself that if you're making it mean that it has something to do with you then that's the work (laughs) right but if you're like oh it just is the universe hasn't presented that yet because i have other focuses in my life at this time and the right person will come in at the right time absolutely so perhaps as a wrap question here the question is, what two to three practices are you, either do you find the most impact in for clients or do you find the most impact in for yourself and why? Spiritual practices? Any. Any practices. Ooh. Number one, the first thing that came up, and this was something that I had to really cultivate and I absolutely love it now, is spending time by yourself like spending time in your own energy. And that can bring up some of your attachment patterns. Maybe you notice that you're constantly wanting to be with others, that you don't feel safe by yourself, all of those things. It's just going to be really powerful for your awareness on what comes up. I used to be really afraid to be alone. Like I would just, just to be honest, I would be like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me? Like all of those things I had to work through. So now I love spending time by myself. And it's also really healthy in a relationship to spend time apart and by yourself. So that for sure. Another thing, I mean, it's a daily practice and it's kind of generic, but really meditate and meditate with the intention of opening your heart and of feeling really just grounded and rooted in what is. I love that experience of every single morning. It's when I don't meditate first thing and I leave it till a little bit later, I notice the difference. I'll just put it like that. Just really focusing on your heart, focusing on, yeah, being rooted in what is. And the third one I would say, again, this just came up. So I just want to say it is to dance more, to dance and to allow yourself to feel really safe in your body, really safe in just like the way that you move like again noticing are there judgments like do I think I need to be doing it a certain way all of those things I think dance is a powerful reflection of that and one day Alex you can hold me accountable to this I want to have a really big event where it's all centered around dance a little bit of learning but mostly like integrating through dance and wonderful beats and just allowing people to move and be free. So those three things are my, my takeaways, my, my daily rituals that I cannot live without. <laughs> mm, that's perfect. Yeah. The, the meditation I find so interesting. And I think we share a perspective on this. It's there, there are schools of meditation, which are focused on like just clearing your thoughts completely thinking nothing. And that's cool. I guess that could be useful in some circumstances, but that focus on becoming present to what truly is in this moment. And with that heart open, oh, it's so important because that's how we actually process our emotions. Like, that's how you take that time to go, I'm really fucking sad today. Okay, heart, what do you need me to know? Like, what do you want me to know in this moment? Why am I sad? Um, And then dance, like, for the men listening, I'll speak specifically to women too, of course, but like men, this is a growth edge for you. (laughs) If you are not already doing it, I cannot express the amount I have gotten both out of participating in ecstatic dances and leading ecstatic dances that it is one of my biggest teachers of how comfortable I am or am not in my own body and men have a lot of hang-ups about like I'm not allowed to dance or not allowed to dance in this way or that way so I want to give that invitation beautiful for you to yeah beautiful invitation guys to just allow yourself to move like do it at home put on some music, like just allow yourself to move. And I do notice that whenever I have a lot more kind of intense things going on in my life, it's harder to move. And that's when you mostly need to move because there's a lot of stagnant energy. So allow yourself to be with what is, 
even if it just looks like a little wiggle at first, that's okay. And then eventually you're going to just, you know, start noticing your, your arms coming up and all of the things and you feeling really free in your body. Yeah, Beautiful. Uh, where can people find you? What's the best way to, best way, the best way to connect with you and best way to find your content, engage with your stuff. I'll put it all in the show notes as well, but where can people get you? Wonderful. So you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. It's at Annette De La Rosa with one N. And so it'll be down at the show notes. And also if you are a coach and you are looking for an Epic platform to host your services, you can visit us at www.cohere.live and check out, we're actually launching a new website, maybe by the time this episode is up. So go check out our website and you can request an invite for a free account and check that out. So those are the two ways to get in contact with me right now. I'm always on Instagram though. So feel free to message me, DM me if you have any questions or fun takeaways from this episode. And it was so great having, or just, I was going to say having you on <laughs> as if it's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great being on Alex. I feel like it just feels like we've known each other forever. So I really appreciate your presence and your your open heart and just your wonderful questions. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I attended a class the way this connection happened for everyone listening. Uh, I attended a class that my friend Scott was putting on on Cohere and it was super like seamless. Like I really liked the way the platform actually worked. So highly recommend checking that out for both coaches, but also for people who are like looking to receive that as well. So yeah, well, beautiful. Thank you for being on so much. I really appreciate the conversation today and we'll talk soon. All right, so that is it for today's episode. As always, I hope you enjoyed and got a lot of value out of this one. I always do when I'm speaking to a guest like Annette who has such a depth of knowledge in her field and such a wealth of experience. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it out with a friend or leaving a review on iTunes. You can go check out my website at www.throughtheveil.co and find all of my coaching programs and packages there if you want to sign up for some one-on-one coaching. And you can find Annette at all of the links in the description as well as an ability to go check out Cohere. So much love, everyone. I will talk to you next week.